Welcome back to the Rob O'Donnell Show on WILK News Radio. 35 degrees and cloudy at 4.09 here at WILK News Radio. The Rob O'Donnell Show is brought to you by Road Scholar Transport. You have unique shipping needs, and Road Scholar has unique shipping solutions. Dry van, temperature controlled, and high security are just a few. Visit roadscholar.com. How's everyone doing on this Tuesday, January 30th, 2024? Remember, at the 5 o'clock hour, I will have Rear Admiral Paul Becker, retired Director of Intelligence for the Joint Chiefs of Staff, to uh, speak with us about what's going on in the Middle East and give us his views on uh, the situation and what possible retaliations and what should what retaliations we should take as far as uh, the response to three dead U.S. soldiers, two more Navy SEALs that were interdicting Iranian missile parts headed to Yemen. We're going to talk to him at the 5 o'clock hour. But like every Tuesday, we have Tommy Marquez, a Navy veteran who served as a senior staffer in Congress who now brings information to you about our veterans and how they could get the benefits and things that they've earned throughout their career. Tommy, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing really good, Rob. Uh, been a long week. Uh, some bad news, obviously, with the two Navy SEALs dying. And on top of that, the horrible news. And so I just want to, before we get started, send my thoughts and prayers to those families and uh, to those people who are out there forward deployed, we want you to know we have your back. We love you guys, and please come home safe. Now, Amen. I want to talk about some. Yeah, uh, thank you. I, I want to talk about some of the most underserved individuals in the military and veterans communities. And <laughs> please bear with me on this. It's going to be a little humorous at the end, uh, but let's kind of go through some of these things. Let's talk about incarcerated veterans, because I'm actually getting letters thanks because of your show, Rob from some veterans who are incarcerated and they have questions regarding their benefits. So a little known thing, uh, and this actually happened to some of the January Sixers and Congress actually asked me to intervene and help them with alleviating some of this pain for some of these veterans that were involved in January Sixth as well. You could still receive your veterans affairs benefits if you are convicted of a crime. And specifically when they stop it, when they stop the VA benefits is for a felony conviction when you're in jail for longer than 61 days and your benefits end on 61 days if you're 20% or higher. Now, if you're 10% and lower on the 61st day, your disability pay rate goes uh, is reduced in half and you still receive that half pay. But something that we saw with some of the January Sixers and some other veterans recently is that they uh, we're having their benefits slashed by the VA immediately as soon as they took a plea deal and some other things. And we work to rectify that. You have to be in a federal penitentiary. You have to be convicted of a felony. And it has to. It cannot start until the 61st day. Also, let's say you're a veteran and you're incarcerated currently and you get out. Now your service-connected disabled benefits don't immediately just start back up. You have to apply to get them started retroactively from the day you're out. Also, if you are convicted of a felony, but you're in a work release program or a residential reentry center, your benefits are not removed. It has to be uh, federal imprisonment due to a felony conviction. So plea deals, you got some wiggle room there um, for those uh, incarcerated veterans. And I just want them to know that because I know they're listening and you know, they, they may or may not have done these crimes, but they're still part of our veteran community and they do have benefits available to them. And I want them to know about that. Now, the next story 
I actually, when I was in Congress last week, walking around, I was talking about this, and sure enough, it came out, and you and I talked about it. Rob, it's the Navy has gotten rid of their requirement for high school diplomas and GEDs for entry into the United States Navy. Now, as a blanket rule, I don't automatically correlate education levels with intelligence. Uh, I've known a lot of really dumb people who have very high degrees. I won't get into those things, but we all know somebody who's got a degree and you're like, how is that person a doctor, right? But I, I think for those individuals that previously could never join the Navy, because it's been a requirement since about the 80s, that they have to have a high school diploma or a GED, and now both of those are removed, and an applicant needs to score just a 50 on their ASVAB to enter, this is a good opportunity for them to change the trajectory of their lives and their earning potential. Because the benefits of being a veteran, especially of the world's greatest Navy, are, are awesome. And you can get the GI Bill, you can continue it, all sorts of other education programs. You can get hired directly out of the Navy to go work other government jobs. There's a lot of benefits. So good for them. I'm happy for them. But this policy is indicative of a bigger problem. And it's, hide, it's being hidden in plain sight. And that's what the Navy cannot recruit and nor can they retain highly qualified candidates in, to stay in the Navy any longer. And so what the Navy is now doing is these desperate programs. And then just today, I saw an even more ridiculous article saying that the Navy's now working on Wi-Fi on the bases and that the Wi-Fi is gonna be imperative towards recruitment and retention of future sailors and current sailors. Navy. Let me help you out here. Now, this is this is just my opinion, Rob. Maybe you don't agree with me, <laughs> but I don't think the recruiting problem is because of freaking Wi-Fi. It is not because we don't have five bars of 5G on the base, okay? And it is not going to be solved simply by saying, hey, we no longer require a high school diploma or a GED. I don't know. If you can't play the Candy problem, Crush, you might want to quit. I'm, I'm just saying. That, that's true. That might be the Air Force. Joking. <laughs> don't, don't get mad, everyone. Listen, the problem that you have, Navy, is not Wi-Fi, is not bonuses, is not um, high school diplomas and GEDs. The problem you have is you have poor senior managers, and I don't call them leadership because they lack leadership capabilities. You have poor senior managers. You look at the Marlin matter, uh, specifically in the Navy, you look at the Gallagher matter, uh, you look at the uh, Marsoc uh, three, all these instances of poor treatment, misuse of the UCMJ on our service members. You look at the COVID vaccination policy, whether you agree with it or not, all those things have hurt retention and recruitment. The, the sheer fact that re, re, regardless if you care about the policy or not, that they could just separate you or because you're not going to follow a experimental vaccine policy that just came out a year ago and they could just separate you and give you a general discharge and you lose all your benefits and or you can lose your equipment because you had to leave Afghanistan in a hurry and they want to charge you for any of these things that is your recruitment and retention problem solver right there treat our soldiers sailors and marines and airmen better take care of them allow them good promotional opportunities be fair with them stop shoving woke policies woke agenda and mistreating them that if you don't agree with us 
will slam you with the UCMJ. The problems are bigger than the Wi-Fi, maybe. But, but let, let me add to that a little bit. This is what they think. Let me add to that a little yeah. bit, Tommy, on that. You, we've all seen the commercials, the military recruiting commercials, where you have the young man or woman, they're in the field, dressed in their camouflage, doing something, and their mom or dad is there, and they're like, don't worry, mom, don't worry, dad, this is what I want to do. You've, you know the commercials I'm talking about, right? Oh, yes, the recruitment absolutely. commercials? Very familiar. Well, you have parents all over America who have seen that commercial, too, who are having those discussions with their 16, 17, 18-year-old, 19, and even up with their family, and then they see a commander-in-chief who can't call Gold Star families for three days. You see no response to dead American soldiers as of yet. Absolutely. Three days to call a family. Three days. Just this morning, have you made any plans to speak to the families? No. Thankfully, during this show, we heard that he did, in fact, speak to the three Gold Star families. But that's what parents, that's what families across this nation are seeing with the, the t- upper echelon of our military, the commander-in-chief, they're seeing that go on, and they're like, Jesus, no, no, I don't want you to be part of that. You have brothers and sisters who served in the Navy, uh, served in the Marines, serve in the Army and the Air Force, who are telling their family members, don't do it. It's just a bad time. Leadership is, is it's just not the place you want to be at. The, just like I'm having conversations with people in law enforcement, the same thing, the same issues. Oh, absolutely. And, 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 and they think it's going to be solved by money and Wi-Fi, then they're stupider than I thought. I'll yeah. just be honest. Now to the last story. <laughs> this is it, this doesn't even belong in the topics we were just talking about, but I just have to ask this question, Rob. There's a group of transgender veterans who have partnered with Yale Law School's Veterans Legal Service Clinic to sue the VA. And they're suing the VA because they want transgender affirming care and transgender reassignment surgeries to be performed at the VA. Now listen, I posted this on my social media. People are already responding. I've asked everybody to be nice, be respectful. I'm not here to judge those people. My question is this to those individuals. Have you not seen the stories of the VA healthcare? (laughs) Do you really want the VA to be performing your transgender reassignment surgery? There's stories that I've seen where they've severed the wrong leg in a surgery, where they stitched back uh, over a veteran and left uh, equipment in the veteran, where they've sewn in some of the sheets and blankets into the veteran and their stitches, and when they wheeled out people in the hallways and outside in Phoenix to die. Are these the people that you want doing your transgender reassignment surgery? Listen, I don't have any... Assumptions are designed. I've never gone down that road of, hey, hey, listen, I want to change my gender. But I'm, I assure you, if I ever come to that situation, I will never choose the VA. <laughs> okay? These are the last group of individuals, potentially, that I want to handle a majority of my care, let alone the uh, tra- something so sensitive as a transgender reassignment surgery. So, my just one comment to those groups at the Yale <laughs> veterans group and those veterans, hey man, see if there's some other option for you to get that because the VA, there's nothing that they can't mess up. And I've seen dozens and dozens of individuals get care at the VA and they had to file tort claims, which is the way you could kind of sue the VA for care. But I just find it comical that they're so desperate for this gender reassignment surgery that they would want the VA to do it. 
it, it must be worse than I thought if you're thinking that you need the VA to do this care. Because let me assure you, this is perennially the lowest rated healthcare system in our nation. Aetna, Blue Shield, Blue Cross, Kaiser, whoever, they all rank higher than the care that you're going to get at the VA. So three different things there. All of them, you know, just have baffled me in the news recently. Uh, you know, these, these veterans who are not incarcerated, especially the January Sixers getting their benefits removed prematurely. I find that odd. The non-high school graduates, non-GED, people being able to join the military, that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Although I think there's a bigger problem here that the Navy just won't address and that, that their poor leadership or management is making it where people don't want to join or stay in and they have a toxic work environment at this time. And then lastly, again, uh, individuals who are so desperate for transgender care, they want the VA to do it. Uh, it must be worse than I thought. I, I mean, <laughs> I want to let them touch my sinuses, <laughs> my ears, yeah. let alone anything else. But these are all real stories going on, Rob. So now people have got the information. And uh, I touched on all these things on social media. And uh, at Tommy Marquez Consulting is my social media, Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube. You can find me there. I got tons of discounts, deals, information, and a lot of correction of facts on things you may be seeing on social media. All right, Tommy, uh, again, as always. The, yeah, as always, quick, Tommy. Right, again, to the family. Go ahead. God bless them. Yeah, uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Tommy, thanks for the information this week. Thank you, Rob. Take care.